Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, weary travelers. Come, warm yourself by the fire, and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, and of course, tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. Um, I'm Lotus of Doom as usual. Uh, missing in action this week is Ark, who is currently stuck at work, so he will not probably be able to join us unless it's like partway through the show, but I'm kind of not going to assume that's necessarily going to happen. Um, so it's just going to be me and our guest, who many of you might actually know just based on the fact that we've referenced him several times the last couple of episodes, what with all the um, Lost Depths DLC slash Update 35 chaos, for lack of a better word, that's kind of been floating around <laughs> um, the game sphere of ESO. This week we have eight puppies with us. How you doing, buddy? Doing really well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. No worries. Um, so we've kind of been jumping in and out. Of, well, I mean, we had our, our several hour discussion when everything first launched and everybody had to try to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, and since then, Nothing has stayed even remotely the same from week to week, which is a little weird. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah, I, I mean, so I kind of figured that the way things would work would be that we get, this is clearly what they're going for. Um, to say that it wasn't well received would be kind of sort of an understatement. And everybody sort of had different reasons why it wasn't received too well either, which was probably not easy to work with but again it's one of the things that i've long said is kind of concerning is just the massive sweeping changes that keep happening it, it's a lot to take note of all at once when it's like okay well it's not just light attack weaving it's not just alteration it's also the healing thing and it's also these changes and it's a nerf and it's these cp changes at the same time and it's like it just it's a lot to happen all at the same time and the thing is, one thing affects another, which we had brought up specifically your response on the forums, which when we tell people, you know, a good way to do this stuff is to test it yourself, find out what syncs up with what you think, what doesn't, um, and go from there. You did that, and you do that. The one benefit, which is one of the main things that I'm really glad to have you this week here for, is you also try to come up with possible solutions 
two things, which I think helps, even if they don't take exactly that, because, again, you know, they have whatever direction they're doing, but sometimes they might just not think of something or it steers them in a direction that could get them somewhere that would be better. And I think just based on all the changes, it's really different now because we've also retracted. We'll get back to some of the things specifically for this current suggested. But it's like now light attacks aren't flat damage anymore, which was the first thing that everybody out of all of them. That wasn't even like the biggest thing. It's just the first thing everybody freaked out about. (laughs) Right. But that ended up not even being the biggest change, you know, going going into this patch. But for the sake of it, um, you know, just because you can sort of give your thoughts the best you can and articulate them, you know, in your own words and not have us kind of do our take. Just what has been your thoughts and, you know, what with the new updating coming um, how, how have you felt? I mean, like anybody who's read your stuff or watches your streams, uh, kind of has an idea, but what, how are you feeling, especially after the newest changes where it's not flat damage? Healing is still a big question mark. Uh, there's, there's still a lot of changes happening. Uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of the biggest thing you nailed it on the head. Um, it's, it's just, the biggest issue is how much they're trying to change and how little of an idea anybody has about like what they're actually trying to shoot for. Um, so I think that probably the most frustrating thing is that, uh, you know, they have X, Y, and Z reasons to try to do A, B, and C, I sure. guess. But in reality, a lot of the um, implications that they try to put into the PTS ends up not doing what they think it's going to and they present it as if it's it's fact as if it's going to right right so that alone i think puts a big divide in um kind of everybody's opinions regarding the pts notes and makes it a lot harder for them to come up with good solutions and i think granted there were three big issues with the pts um and it feels like they've maybe gotten halfway there like it was the healing changes it was the dot changes and it was uh light attack changes and the dot and light attack changes both resulted in an absolutely massive like never before seen type of power loss right um which that i mean to that point like they've made it apparent they're trying to rein in power and Right. I, I've I've made you know I, I've commented before and people are like why but I'm like eh, whatever I don't I don't make me a god in game I don't care but uh, I power creep doesn't <laughs> bother me but that's really hard to balance around so like logically I understand why they don't want power creep just because I'm like oh yeah cool make me super god it doesn't matter but like when you're trying to make anything to be challenging trials hard modes whatever it you'll you'll power creep out which has been a thing they've kind of power creeped out of so many things that used to be the quote-unquote challenge level for stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's like you get these weird disparities where it kind of puts rifts in different communities because it's like, you know, there was that whole thing, you know, months ago where it was like, how big of a problem are fake healers, fake tanks in in queues? And some people really don't like that because if you're new and don't know it yet, well, that sucks. That, that'll be a really shitty experience if everybody just blitzes ahead and you're like, I've never even seen this before. But if you've been here for a really long time, you already are geared to the current power creep. You're essentially soloing the dungeon anyway. So to you, it's like, well, I, I, why? It, I might as well just breeze through this. You don't need this other stuff. But then it's like, 
you've got the two different groups that now no longer match whatsoever because the potential for power creep is so high and somebody who's new-ish, well, they're not going to be there. So they're trying to figure out what's going on while you're doing 135,000 damage and just melting everything in its path. They don't even see most of the dungeons. So like reining that in does make sense to a degree, but right at the same time, when you're scaling all of that back, you don't want to scale back the people who are on that cusp of trying to get better, which I always say, like, I, I love doing the trifecta runs and stuff like that. But it's like recently our God Slayer group went on hiatus um, just because we had we had we started in the first quarter of this year, made some progress and then high oil dropped and we we dropped back and we're like well we're just not now we're not over the the speed threshold we're at it so we just got to clean it up get it down we should be good in theory now granted it hasn't launched yet it's not live but the next one comes in and well now we're at like borderline below the damage threshold and so it's like well we got to basically start the strategy from scratch to figure out how to do that and then practice that so that we can get our damage back up so that we make that. And it's like a lot of people don't have time to do that again because it's been a perpetual race against the next update, which is a problem. It's that yeah. middle group <laughs> that really seems like they're in they're in a bad spot. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's which is supposedly not what they're going for, because, you know, that I get it. They're trying to bring up the floor and bring down the ceiling. Like, I get that idea. But at the same time, you don't want to punish people who practice something to get good at it because that doesn't help with incentives either. Like, giving alternatives is good. Just being like, well, no, your practice should be negated, which I don't think that's what they're going for. But unfortunately, that seemed to be how it landed, at least initially. Right. Um, so in, uh, in, in my conversations with one of the... Uh, developers i guess they're kind of caught between um a rock and a hard place they we we saw kind's ages come out a couple of years ago right and one of the biggest complaints with that trial was that it was uh it was much too easy to get the trifecta right like the world's first trifecta yep. for kind's happened day one um so they took that to heart and we got rock grove and dsr <laughs> out of it rock grove i think was a uh a reach a little too far in the direction of, of difficult and not even because like the trial itself is difficult, but just because I think that mechanically it's uh, it's poorly designed. Like, uh, for example, you take the one shot mechanic that kills everybody on boss, a the curses <laughs> and the one shot mechanic that kills everybody on the final boss of VDSR, right? VDSR yeah. is so much easier to see and track. Mm -hmm. And if you miss it, it's your own dumb fault. But with the boss, a curse, like, that thing can quite literally come up from behind you right under your ability <laughs> bar and you just don't see it. You kill the entire group. Yep. Like that's not difficult. That's just poorly designed. It, it, um, yeah. That you want more of a telegraph so people can see that stuff. Like right. So I, I understand trying to make content difficult. And I think that they, I think that they absolutely nailed it with VDSR um, in terms of kind of the progression from normal to vet to vet hard mode. I don't think, uh, I think it's the hardest vet trial that exists, but I don't think it's a massive jump from vet to vet hard mode. Um, and I think that it, each fight opens up, um, different 
levels of strategy, right? So with with the first boss, it's the most well-designed fight in the game because it punishes damage that's not good enough because the Atros get overwhelming or Mm -hmm. uh, in execute of the fight, you get too many weapons that pop up and then kill the group. Um, And it punishes damage that's too high because if you push the boss too fast, then you're going to have these enraged Atros that are absolutely destroying your tanks. Um, But it still leaves the opportunity for like the top 0.001% to be able to skip that mechanic if the mm-hmm. damage is high enough. Right. Um, so I think it's a it's a perfectly designed trial and concept of um, hitting all of these goals. But but the issue that we're at now is that specifically Rockgrove and VDSR in terms of damage and power requires so much more than any content before it to like a, a remarkable margin. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of have these two outliers in these trials. Uh, and if you... Nerf damage, that's uh, that's fine for most of the content in the game, but it makes that type of content damn near impossible. And they're trying to keep content challenging, but in doing so, they're also separating a player base from having the accessibility to even have a chance at clearing like a regular vet DSR, you know, because they've right. also defined, I guess, the mid-tier players that they're trying to accommodate. I, I had a wildly... Uh, wrong concept of i guess what they considered to be a mid-tier player um <laughs> so they what, what i considered to be a mid-tier player was somebody who was maybe getting into like some vet hard modes and that person was probably hitting around 80 to 90k dps on a dummy right those are yep. just kind of like the kind of the category but um <laughs> they excuse me they consider mid-tier players to be doing the same type of content that i kind of mentioned but hitting 60k on a dummy yep. right yeah um i uh um... and I, At the it, most, it's funny. Was, was the words used? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 your point, because um, one thing to shout out because um, it it's you know brought up quite regularly as we have a variety of people who join the show. You play on uh, Xbox and PC, so you were originally an Xbox main, and now you kind of split evenly, kind of, don't you? Um, lean more towards Xbox for sure, but I yeah. play uh, a lot on PC. Yeah, so so like this is also coming from the perspective. Um, of of both sides of that whereas like you know there there is a very different besides strategy besides you know tactics and stuff like that because i I play minimally on pc but you know i playstation is like my main um even just like doing some strategies varies greatly when i go to pc and people like oh yeah we're gonna do twins like this i was like what the hell is this i was like why are we standing in like this line across the middle i was like i'm we're not, we're not pulling them to cut. No, no. All right. I guess we're not doing that. We're just pulling the opposite. I was like, all right, that works too. But like um, to, to the point of like, you know, damage and stuff like that, there's always, you know, a gap too, because you get more information on PC than you do on console oh, as yeah. well. Um, so like, yeah, to that point, like it's one of those things where sometimes and I, I find myself that I do it as well, but it's, you know, you're. We'll get into Project Vitality later because you're you're part of that. Um, one of the things that I feel that that's helped with is kind of show that, like, I was always fine with, like, look, we got to just do as much as we do, do to get through it. Be it DPS, me on tank, me on DPS, whatever. But sometimes I, I felt that I, like, ran with the same groups too much and kind of lost track of, like, what other groups did as, like, a whole. Where it's like, oh, yeah, we beat this with, you know, one of the examples that kind of showed me that was when we got our true genius 
people were asking how we had enough time to go get two of the buffs. They were like, oh, we 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 can barely make time without getting any buffs. And I'm like, we had three minutes to spare with buffs. But then I'm like, wait, that's because the two DPS in my group are they're not like the mid tier player, to your point. Like I was like, they're they're really, really good. Like, so it's like, oh, I guess that's I, I kind of lost touch with that, where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, you, you've got to do a different way of going about this. So if they're looking at the mid-tier at, like, 60, 70, something like that, that's really different than viewing it as, like, add 20,000 on and that's your mid-tier. It's like, that's a that's a huge jump when you're talking, you know, <laughs> demographics. Like, the amount of content that's inaccessible as is to a player that's hitting 60k right now at the absolute most, yeah. again, kind of like by their own definition, like the amount of content that's already inaccessible to, to that player um, is is remarkable. Like, they're not yeah. going to get past... I wouldn't even... Uh, like, like, as a console player who tries to kind of measure worth on a dummy because you have no other real way of... <laughs> You know, Which is measuring. also not a great measurement. <laughs> it's not a great measurement. It's not. But but typically there are certain damage thresholds where like if I see that you're hitting 60k on a class, then I kind of have an understanding of what you know about doing damage to an extent. Yep. Um, and I can I can tell you that you're probably not ready for anything past maybe Vima hard mode at that yep. moment, and that's okay. Everybody you know should should work a little bit to be able to do the harder content. But, sure. You know if you're not ready for fast plus two. Then how are you like like how how are you remotely how is VRG hard mode something that's remotely accessible to a yeah it's player? so far out of reach it becomes it's it, it's it's crazy. like you know you're you're trying to go up a step we we've had discussions on the show about this where it's like the steps aren't so much like here's the step you're on you go to the next step you go to the next step it's like you're on this step and the hard mode is three more steps so jump to that step and it's like well there's no gradual working toward it it's no, you're just going to face plant at it or you can do it. And it's just like, right. that probably, yeah, that, that doesn't feel good. Like that, that's, that's a crappy experience a lot of time. And I can understand why people will get frustrated and just be like, nah, I'm good. Like, why bother? Like, I'm so far away from that. What's, what's, what's the point? Or, yeah, or they'll go into it and then just get trucked and then get shit on by everybody's like, well, okay, that's also not a good experience. But everybody <laughs> else is going to be frustrated because they're not clearing it either. So it's just like, then everybody's just miserable. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they don't have a very well-defined idea of the content that they want to keep challenging for endgame players and the content that they want to be accessible to mid-tier players, and they need to better define that. Uh, and I think, in my opinion, um, like, if you think about how the game started, right, when the hardest trial was VMAW, when DPS was 20k, um, <laughs> yep. like, the, the thing that everybody wanted was the skin, right? It was such a cool thing. Everybody wanted the VMAW skin. It was a, such an achievement to get it mm -hmm. and, and all this stuff. Um, and gradually after Somerset, they kind of stopped integrating skins as a part of a reward for, you know, something that was really difficult. And they gave us mounts instead. And the Godslayer mount is still, in my opinion, the best to date. Um, and then we kind of got like this weird mount for Planesbreaker and this OK <laughs> yeah. mount for Swashbuckler and stuff. And so they've kind of like tried to stop incentivizing um doing the hardest of the most difficult content the way that they did before so that other people don't feel like that it's not unachievable for them. But yep. also there's such a massive gap between even just the hard mode and regular vet in like, again, rock row, for example, that like they have no idea what they want. It seems like they need to articulate to us what they want mid tier players to be able to do. Um, and in my opinion, I think that achievements in the game 
and mounts and skins and stuff like that should probably be accessible to the vast majority of the player base. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Sure. But in order for that to be something that works, you still have to keep endgame players interested. So we're at a point where they either need to completely revamp all of the content, which it kind of seems like they're doing, or they need to incentivize a different type of endgame. Yeah. Um, Definitely, definitely. I, and make the majority of the content accessible to players. Right. And and it's weird because it's a strange dichotomy also on, on the note that you said. So one of the notes that um, I, I wanted to actually <laughs> bring up was, uh, you know, that one of the changes in the upcoming patch, which was confirmed by Finn on Twitter as well, is that they're basically – adjusting the health levels to account for this dip in damage um which i again i i always say you know when when you screw up the, i will officially uh eat my hat not not because i like this hat i don't eat this one but i uh that was objectively what i said they wouldn't do <laughs> i was like this is so much work if they had to redo every boss there's no way they're gonna do that well i was really fucking wrong that's literally what they're doing so officially <laughs> foot and mouth on that one because i was like okay they they're literally doing that and it just to your point that seems like so much work so i figured they're not gonna have time for it. not that they wouldn't want to but it's like that seems like so much more effort to fine tune a lot of the stuff the older stuff not as much because again it's designed more for previous power creep, not current. So that probably doesn't need to be adjusted nearly as much. But a lot of times, like, stuff like that will sit for a long time, not adjusted. And then when they get to it, it kind of gets over nerfed, like White Gold Tower, like the damage that you used to take on the planar inhibitor was the same forever. And then when they nerfed it, it became like, I don't even, I can just literally dance around in this flame forever. And I'd never care. Even with halls, bro. Yeah. Halls used to be a really hard Halls used to be brutal. And when that got nerfed, it got sledgehammered. Like, and it's like, Oh yeah. But, but that's, that's the thing. I just didn't assume, um, that that would be the situation at hand. I, I just didn't think they would do that. Um, I, I thought, I thought that would be like a more com- – and maybe it is – it probably is a more complicated way. But for whatever reason, that's how they're doing it. So that that one I was just super wrong on because it was like there's no way they're going to go through all that. But all right, that's what that's what they're doing. So that's good. Like I'm glad they are at least accounting for that because nerfing us but not appropriately making the content still functionally the same is like – Again, that's not lowering the ceiling down. That's just literally just dropping everybody back a bit and keeping the ceiling exactly yeah. what it was for content, which is like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad they they mentioned that they're doing that now. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the thing, too, is that they're not... <clears throat> I, I don't know. There, there's not... I, I can't think of any changes that you can make to combat um, that will effectively lower the ceiling. Um, you know, they, they, they have these ideas that look good on paper, right? These ideas like, well, let's make dot durations longer. So that'll make rotations easier to maintain, right? People will be able to look up from their bars more. They'll have more constant time on target in content because they won't have to worry about reapplying things as often. Um, and then they'll be able to focus more on mechanics, right? And so like that alone is an idea that sounds really good on paper, Mm -hmm. but like in reality and in practice, uh, it, it makes absolutely no difference. It, it makes no difference and it just doles down the fun of combat. Like you take 
we you, you take 12 players when we did that raid with Nephis C Unicorn um and and a bunch of other really strong players. Yep. Uh and <laughs> I I can tell you that my damage was not any better because my rotation was easier. In fact, it was probably a little worse having to adjust to those new things, first of all. Um, and even in a trial like VCR, where it, it was optimized for that, like the boss ports every 15 to 24 seconds, I think. So these 20 second dot timers work perfectly for that sort of a trial. Um, and in reality, like what makes good damage is your ability to handle mechanics and then to still do good damage while you're handling mechanics. Yep. And that's something that like you can't react to, right? Like if you're in any sort of trifecta progression or even the later hard mode trials, you can't react to mechanics. You'll fail every single time. Yeah, you have you to, need to know what's mechanics. coming. Um, right, exactly. And so if you're not already doing that, if you're not repped up and out, uh, repped out enough to do that, then it's not going to make a difference. Right. Um, same thing with the light attack changes. That was something too that was supposed to that, that even made sense to me. It made sense. It, it made complete sense on paper how that would. Um, nope. I guess raise the floor, but uh, Ninja Poles put out a phenomenal video, and they showed an example of logs of uh, one of their Fallgraven clears, which was mm -hmm. like eight minutes, and they showed an example of a uh, first time Shield of the North, which was a twenty-one minute fight, um, and the log from all of the DPS in the twenty-one minute fight, their light attacks accounted for a larger percentage of their overall DPS than any of the players in the eight minute clear. Right? Oh, weird. And what a lot of people don't realize is that. Newer players in that type of a fighter in that type of a situation rely more on light attacks for their damage to be able to, uh, like, it, whether they're out of resources, whether they're just not paying attention to their bar, or their rotation, you're constantly hitting that light attack button if you're progressing end game content. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't mean that your weave is good. It, it's just like the the change that they targeted affected the top one percent of players in saying that like my weave average on a parse dummy versus Charles's weave average on a parse dummy is less significant right. and that's all that that change ultimately affected um yeah so it's all of these good ideas on paper that don't ever hold in reality and so they need to come take a, a completely different approach which credit to them is what they're doing i just wish exactly. that they wouldn't do it in week five of the pts yeah so <laughs> so we're you know this is why i kind of figured this was important to get you on before because like we're getting we're getting close to this actually going live however it does end up going live in the end because lots lost depths is you know pretty much right around the corner at this point which i've heard great things about the actual dungeon content which i always oh, yeah. love um but to that point like there's a lot of changes still coming in really hot and it seems like with all of the changes that keep hitting um, so, like, the, as we've already mentioned, like, from week one to week two, or more so week one to week three, and, it, you know, but it's like, but they're giving us updates along the way, which is also sort of new, is the intermediate, like, okay, well, this is what our next objective is, which I think is really good, because it kind of gives you more time to think on it, because, again, this stuff seems like it really needs time. Because so much oh, yeah. has changed based on that already. And that's great. That is the purpose of the PTS. And like that's that's really good. But the side effect of that is much like the problem of the live content. What can you do before the next patch? Well, this is how much can you squeeze in testing wise before the patch drops? And one of the things I was actually chilling in your stream one night or whatever. And you had mentioned, which I actually do agree with just because 
I mean, I definitely think people tend to overreact a lot to things. Everything's very sensationalized. This one seems like it's got a lot of concerning scenarios, which I'm glad they're working toward. But this one, maybe, obviously, you launch the dungeons and whatnot, but they might want to hold off on, like, the, the damage update slash heal update to combat just dropping it as is because it it doesn't seem like it's ready for lack of like a better term it just doesn't seem like it's ready yet so like do you still push it out and then the next one you find it fine-tune it more but for an entire season people just deal with this one as is like that that probably won't make a lot of people feel super great if the game's feeling really really clumsy for that period of time like I'm not entirely sure the best solution when it's still this hot is to push it out anyways. Uh, not even that they necessarily won't have it correct in the end, but where it's at right now, it does not seem like. And to the they don't seem like they agree that it's correct either because they keep doing these changes. So clearly they're yeah. changing something because they they see what you and a lot of others have tested and shown is like, oh, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be adjusted. This is better if we do it like this. That's great. But are they going to have enough time to get it correct before it launches? Right. And, and that's kind of the thing is that my, for, for my understanding from conversations with them, they have, uh, they uh, look, first of all, to anybody who like genuinely says and thinks and believes that the devs are like, you know, incompetent or that they don't care about the game or that they don't care about us. It, it, it's just like, it's just an untrue statement. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of note, a trend of everybody besides us that comes on the show has that same <laughs> sentiment. It's almost like once you deal with them, you realize that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to say that it's not understandable though, that people feel that way. Um, and a lot of the reason that they feel that way is because they rely very very heavily on a vast amount of statistics right like they go in and, and they do they test and they look at all of these things and they have so many ways of measuring like how many people are doing in clearing x content what's the mm -hmm. average um dps that people are outputting in this type of content what's the average dps that people put out in the game in general like they have ways of measuring all of this stuff but they rely so heavily on these statistics um that uh, it's like they get half of it right and the other half that's not statistical is the part that they seem to miss the mark on mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and with this, it's something that I'm sure to them seems like a very quick and easy change. They can say, oh, okay, well, damage went down by, let's just say, 20k DPS right now because that's kind of what I think it's still at, about yep. maybe 10, 10 to 15k, somewhere sure. around there. So they say, okay, then let's nerf boss. Uh, let's nerf boss health by uh, 10% across the board, right? And then that should make everything okay. And again, like theoretically, mathematically, statistically, maybe, but it seems to me that just looking at all of these fights, there's so much more that goes into it except for just like boss and ad health. It, right. That's going to dramatically affect the way that fights are run. And so if you're going to make this change – Cool. I think it's something that could be a really unique and healthy change to kind of make older content somewhat relevant again and sure. to also scale down new content and make it a little bit more accessible to the player base. This is something that could be the best thing that ever happens to the game is them going in and changing boss health. Uh, 
but it it needs more than a couple of weeks of testing to get right. Like right. surely, um, and it seems like that they're confident that they can, they can make those changes in a week. Um, and while I completely believe that you know they want what's best for the game and for its player base because uh, a lot of the you know devs are really passionate about the game. But sure. even outside of that, if you don't believe that. You have to believe that a company wants to retain its consumer base. If <laughs> right. absolutely Who's going to give you money? <laughs> right. Like that's what they that's what they get paid to do. So you have to believe that that's what they want one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is I, I, I have a very, very, very hard time believing that they're going to get this right on the first try. Um, even with that being said, I think it's a great change. Uh, but like it, it needs more time and they need to push a lot of the stuff they just need to push it back a little bit like make these big changes in a chapter you know when everybody's coming back to the game anyway and everybody's done with their breaks and people kind of like need to reprogress and kind of relearn what's going on quit making these massive changes patch to patch give us a better idea and understanding of like the vision of what you're truly after and like test these things like you do events right Sure. Uh, they they test events in the PTS cycle all the time. They just kind of like throw them in there, and they're like, "Hey, we're also testing this event to make sure that it's running smoothly." Um, like this isn't going to go live with the update. We're just testing an event. Like they should test combat changes the same way throughout the course of a year in different PTS cycles, and say, "Hey, we're trying this. We're going to see if it's work. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think." And if they put out an update like this, and everyone's like, "No, this is awful," then they're like, oh, "Okay, cool. No worries. Back to the drawing board." And right. nobody's got, you know. Uh, and no one's no one's upset about the changes because it's not inevitably coming live in a month. Right. Um, one of the ones that uh, Ark has brought up a couple times too was uh, it was I think uh, somebody can check the timeline on it, but somewhere around like I, th- I think it was before Markarth, maybe after um, Graymore, where they had the thing where they they wanted to. I believe it was switch like light attacks returned resources and heavy attacks did damage or something like that. But it was listed as like a potential idea, but it wasn't scheduled to go live unless people liked it type of thing. And it was like, I felt like there was way less of an uproar because people didn't think it was inevitably going to hit and screw stuff up. It was more like a, it felt more like a test, more like, look, this is happening. So test this type of deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's exactly where we're at now yeah which is i i think that's adding that extra level of stress where it's like oh this lands like crap i mean one of the things that that people do seem to forget is um you, you know uh, it's it's helpful when arcs here to verify the fact since he actually codes games that like you can take stuff back. Just the way that you can add stuff to a game, you can take stuff back. It's not like a, uh-oh, once we get this nerf, it's there forever. It's like, well, think five years ago, and like the game borderline doesn't even look anything like. Like, if you showed somebody a parse now, back when Vmall was like the newest trial, oh, yeah. they'd be like, okay, so you're objectively cheating. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like that, it's not like it can't change, but the problem is, Outside that, I don't think a lot of people really want to necessarily have a really funky feeling patch sit until they potentially change it with the Q4 DLC. It's like, well, okay, do you want to have like for anybody who this is their main game? Cool. So my game's going to play weird or bad if you don't like it for three months while they figure out the next thing. It's like, yeah, I can understand why that's not a selling point to people. It's like, oh, maybe it is time I oh, take yeah. a break or whatever. 
Like, that's the type of thing, you know, that I can totally see. Not that taking a break from stuff occasionally is bad either. Like, especially if it's stressing you out. Like, if, if this is really stressing you out, it's probably good to maybe step back because it's like, you know, wait till. I mean, my big thing is like most of my progs are kind of on hold because I'm like, just land on something, anything. I don't care what it is. Just whatever you land on, land on it and give me more than one patch to play with it. Because I, I yeah, literally don't have the time to relearn how to play and prog something that I haven't cleared yet every single patch. Like, I don't have that type of time. As much fun as it is, we almost were at Unchained right before um, High Isle dropped. We were within two deaths. And then High Isle dropped, and it was like, okay, we still have enough burn to skip a whole bunch of stuff and everything like that. But we didn't have quite as much time to play, so it was like, okay, we missed a couple weeks of prog, and we got a little, like, rusty because we weren't in there every day or whatever. But it was like, okay, well, the damage can be felt, but we're still working with it. But then it's like, we have this looming threat, this whole patch, which sucks because we've had even less time <laughs> because it's the summer and other stuff comes up. We've had even less time to practice, and I'm like... Bro, we don't get this before the next match. We're hitting another It's like never going to happen, yeah. It, so, like, and one of the things that I'm super let down by, and I people are probably sick of me he hearing me complain about it, I get the Oaken Soul is broken as fuck in PvP. Like, I understand it. I use it. I abuse the hell out of it, too. Yes, it's, it's super fun because it's really, really unbalanced. But I like Oaken Soul in PvE. It's it's interesting but you have to build around it you can't just slap it on and be like look how good i am it's you're not going to be pinnacle dps it's that's not how it's designed which i love it's like but it gives you a lot of leeway to do other weird stuff and one of the things that we've been goofing around with when i have time dude three people running oaken soul in a tank in black rose is super fun <laughs> Oh, yeah. But we've got a, a uh... ticking clock before that's not going to be <laughs> the case. And I'm like, dude, I want to play with this in other stuff, too, more. Like, it'd be kind of... What, like, is there... I, I mean, I think you did one as well. I know Nephis did. What, the, uh, what do you call it? The Vast 2 with all mm -hmm. Oaken Soul? Oaken Soul IR. I want to try some weird trial setups. It's like, dude, how many... Like, what if we put a bunch of people in Oaken Soul and we have other people running weird buffs that you know, aren't automatically just defaulted on and, you know, you're limited because you only have one part. Some of that stuff seems like it'd be fun, but it's like, again, it's like, well, dude, I don't have time to do that in the next couple of weeks. And then it's changed again. And it's already been changed a half a dozen times <laughs> since it was originally shown on P. It's like, that's too much to keep track of unless this is literally your job. Honestly, it's just, it's so, it's so in flux. It's just very overwhelming to me. And it seems like a lot of other people kind of sort of feel that too, where it's just like, this is just a lot to constantly deal with. Cause it's been like this since Blackwood. Every patch is another sweeping change, another sweeping change. Be they better or worse. I'm just kind of over the constant sweeping changes. <laughs> like I, so it's like in my situation, I'm like, well, I think I'm going to just ease up on progs until. They settle on whatever they're getting to. Hopefully they get there quicker sooner than later. But like my interest in trying to prog stuff while the not even the meta, just the overall gameplay keeps shifting so much. It's like I don't want to do both. Just like once they settle, I'm all back in for doing trifecta stuff. But like not like running and trying to hit a moving target at the same time. It's too much for yeah. me to do. 
it's crazy. Like you mentioned that you know you're a, a console main, and console players literally got two weeks with the Oak consulting <laughs> before they found out that it was getting nerfed into the ground next patch. Yeah, like you got two weeks with it, man. Everyone got two weeks, and it was like, oh well, I guess if I'm gonna do something with Oak Soul, I better do it now. Yeah, uh, and like they didn't even have to. I, I don't think Oak Soul needed a, a nerf for PVE. All they not for to PVE. Do was, yeah, they they just needed to make either some of the buffs or even just the mythic in general specific to pve yeah um or even just like categorize maybe what it does in pve and pvp differently yeah um, and i know but it was a really good thing for pve in general it was because that was <laughs> that was honestly what i got that they were saying like oh we want more accessibility that yeah, that's ring, a great way to do it. That ring is the definition of what they were going <laughs> yeah. for. It's like, it yeah, perfect. You're not going to be raising the top. Now, when it was just unnamed buffs, it's like, okay, that that was potentially yeah, yeah, like yeah, off yeah, the yeah. rails. But as soon as they adjust, <laughs> well, the the first nerf, I was like, this is awful. What the hell did you do? And the second nerf, I was like, this seems like it could be good again. And then once it went live, I was like, oh, when you when you play to this ring, it's really unique. It doesn't raise the ceiling like at all. No, you're not doing leaderboard push anything with yeah. Oaken Soul Rings. That's not going to happen. But that's is the closest you'll get. Right there, you're not. Yeah, you're still not. Anybody who did a dual bar setup is going to literally just do it faster than you, like, and mm -hmm. pro probably more efficient because you'll be ditching minis with more efficient timing. Like, anyways. So, but mm -hmm. it brought the floor up a ton. So it was like, yeah, this. Because honestly, one of the uh, one of the quote unquote detriments of it is the like, well, you can only use one bar. Well, OK, if you're experienced with two bars, then, yes, you have half the amount of skills. If you struggle with bar swapping, be it, you know, you're just not there yet or you have a literal physical reason why you can't arthritis, something like that. So it's bar swapping is not a thing you're good at. OK, that's not even a ne negative. Like, that's another benefit. It's like, OK, I've half the skills, but now I can't screw it up. So it's like yeah. all around. It was just like I felt that was such a good addition to PVE. So it's kind of a shame. But like, yeah, the, the PVP thing I get and to Kiz's point in chat, which is one of the things that I've said so many times, I know they've said, you know, they can't really balance stuff separately, but there are sets in the game balanced around when Battle Spirit is active, this happens. Okay, when Battle Spirit is active, you don't get any Oaken Soul Ring buffs then. Whatever. <laughs> Done. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously you need to physically code that, not just yell at the game to do it. But, like, at the same time, like, there seems like an answer. Because it's like, well, then it's still what it is in PvP. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's that one personally just has frustrated me um, a lot because I felt like it was a really good addition for exactly what they were aiming for. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they properly identified an area of the game, too, that causes what they're calling a, a power or a yeah. skill gap. A skill gap's not the right word, but a power gap. Uh, yeah. But it, it properly identifies that area, you know, where uh, a lot of the reason why groups are doing such good damage is, is because of all of the buffs and debuffs and support comp and group comp that you have. You know, you have tanks and healers in X, Y, and Z buff sets, and they're also providing X, Y, and Z buffs. Right. And then you have DPS who are buff DDs like a Zen Alkosh DK or sure. a C Crow or an MK Crow and all these other buffs that you have in group. When you add that all together, you all of a sudden get groups that can do insane amount of damage. Right. And like, it's like 
parse on a dummy and parse on a three mil and tell me what the actual number says and you'll learn how important support buffs are. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the Oaken Soul Ring, like the Oak and Soul Ring did that for a lot of groups that didn't have the experience to be able to maintain the vast amount of buffs in the game, a lot of which aren't easy to maintain. Like Skinny Cheeks points out all the time that Brittle is still so silly the way that it works. Yes. It's such an important buff and it lasts for like three or four seconds. Three or four so you seconds. You have to almost have like right. a dedicated player doing nothing but Brittle to keep good uptimes yep. on it. And like other groups aren't going to do that. Correct. Um, so, I mean, it was it was a really good way of identifying an area of the game where there is that power gap and uh, addressing it. And that's kind of the thing is one thing I've been trying to get across is like the issue with the game is not a skill gap, right? And they seem really set on this idea that it is. They seem really set on the idea that like these players have just gotten really stupid good at the game. And to some extent for the top 1% of players, that is true, like in content. And there's always Um, people like that where it's just, you're either innately good and practice a ton or you practice just so, so much and have like, you know, an average level, but it's just, you're so dedicated. It's just like, okay, well you're going to excel because you're just putting so much more practice in alone. Right. But with that, like they're considering a mid-tier level player 60k DPS, right? Uh, at the most, again, and I stress that so much because I could take I could take any player, I could take any player in the game, give me a week with like an hour a day, and I could get them from 60 to 100k DPS. Yep. Like that's not that's not something that's difficult to do. Excuse me. <laughs> it's just something that people feel is uh, is daunting, right? Sure. Because they're like, well, I'm hitting 60k. How are people hitting? 40,000 DPS higher than I am. And and in reality, it's a knowledge gap. Like there's such a vast amount of information in the game that exists Mm -hmm. that people just don't know. And it it all adds up like, well, are you running um, X, Y, and Z set? That's 5k DPS. Are you, what what are you doing with your rotation? That's another 5k. What are you doing with your weaving? That's another two to 3k. Uh, What are, what's your pre-buff? How are you starting out your rotation? How are you maintaining your rotation? What's your time on target? All these things add up. Yep. And it's all just a it's it's just a thing that you don't know. And console's the best example of that, right? Like if you want to test whether or not accessibility is getting better, then measure the statistics of how often people are clearing content on console. And yeah. the difference isn't like it's it's not philosophical, it's simple. Like add-ons on PC give so much information yes. to the game and of what's going on. Right. And console doesn't need the add-ons that's like gives you the little bar when taking aim pops up with a little line to roll dodge like yeah. we as console players have figured that out we don't need it right um but what console players absolutely do need is things like hodor and logs <clears throat> and yeah lo- lo- like add-ons being able to see logs it's like one of those things even if you want it shared or whatever because i get that as well people don't want to share that shit with each other or whatever i mean sure. if you're in a dedicated group you should be comfortable enough to share that with each other and i mean the idea isn't to just dunk on each other you're not gonna accomplish yeah. anything doing that but like i get it like you know people don't want to just share. but like if you're legitimately interested in learning how to do something the ability to share like oh this is what i did like i absolutely it's like oh cool even if it's just for your own like i want to look back what did i screw up in this fight just look back at what you did that's not an option without an add-on which is odd Uh (laughs) yeah i mean it's simple you can just toggle that you you can have that setting off by default and toggle it on if you want to learn and improve and that's the thing is mid-tier players um i i I really don't like where they've put mid-tier 
players because uh, if you're hitting 60k DPS, you're likely still deciding whether or not endgame is something that you want to pursue. Yep. Um, and yeah, if you, you choose not to, yet. that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you decide, I don't want to practice parsing, I don't want to spend yeah. time progressing content, that's not fun to me, great. But it, the only way that a player improves isn't even by like giving them an oak and soul ring. It's not by making rotations easier. It's not by trying to close the the skill gap that does exist in weaving um it's it's practice that's the only way that that player is going to get better yeah they need somebody to teach them and if the the problem is the game doesn't teach you a damn thing like the game doesn't teach you how to play it it relies on other players and content creators to teach you how to play it so you have to take the initiative to go do that and find that information and practice and if you do then you'll get good results and if you practice efficiently you'll get really good results really quickly yeah um so, like, the game doesn't teach you how to, I guess, as in the, the musician and me coming out, music major here, but, like, one of the things you learn in school is how to practice efficiently, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, you have a limited amount of time, uh, and so you need to make the most of that time, and so that's something that translates uniquely to ESO in a lot of ways, but, like, it, it's it's so true. If people don't spend the time doing it, then it's never going to happen, and there's no change that you can make to the game that's going to make that better. Well... One thing that I really kind of like want to jump off on based solely on that, because I I think that was like a really good point, um, is a lot of things you do, you do a lot of teaching runs for lack of a better way of explaining it type of thing. And it's Mm -hmm. it's one of the things that I've thought from the Project Vitality that's really cool to get people involved. I use because, again, I, I, I hate leading. I feel like I'm a terrible raid lead anyways type of deal because but it's like. I've used their guidelines to set up stuff. And a lot of them is like, oh, I just want to do goofy achievement runs and stuff like that. So like, well, I'll just set these up. And based on like the ballpark, like here's like, this is basic, your basic DPS check. People in in my runs have mentioned, they're like, you've never asked me for a parse. I was like, because I know you're above what the threshold is. Like everybody thinks Mm -hmm. the threshold is way higher than it is. And I was like, there's nobody in this group not hitting 35K for v-ball yeah. like i'm not worried about like we did one run and i was like we overburnt for certain achievements same thing with v-hoff people were like oh well do you need to know how much damage there is i was like well i'll get i'll get a good idea after we pull like a couple groups and after a couple yeah, groups yeah, i was like exactly. yeah, i don't need to check in i we're above what we need for what we're doing now mm-hmm. we'd need to optimize more if we wanted to go for tiktok tormentor and v-hoff but we're not doing that we're we're doing right. the one where you kill the raptors where one's above 50 percent health or we're doing our custodian or you know stuff like that even the hard mode it's like the check for hard mode people are like oh 100k dps required it's like that is absolutely not required for that hard mode like that is completely ludicrous and we did it you know two weeks ago without a damage check-in all i did was like okay we need to have our ec crow we need to have i just wanted a couple major things just covered for the group for buffs and i was like we'll probably be fine spoiler alert we didn't even wipe like so it's like that's it's it's not but you you tailor for what you're doing like that's that's a big thing unfortunately going the highest tier for the most mundane thing is not that's not a great way to do it that's fine if you have that but that gets a little weird when it becomes like oh well that's the standard clearly you need you know if you're in a group that's trying to do lunar phase for example and it's like you want 85k dps it's like what are you running with four dps you don't like what do you that's so unnecessary 
honestly, for that, like for something like Lunar, you would literally need to stand around not fighting if you have that much DPS because you'll accidentally kill him before you ever get the chance to do the Lunar phase. Like, oh, absolutely. So it's it's a big thing of like sometimes, like you said, it's just kind of knowledge. And one of the things that I've liked that you've done because I. <laughs> We had just started with we're we're kind of going through and knocking stuff off, and we already got one person there, Dramother Destroyer, because they just needed one thing, and we got, grabbed it last week with Fang Focus. You had the run a couple days ago that I just happened to be home, Dude, and I was, I was so happy about that. Yeah, run. so like, just give a quick like. This is the example of like you showing something, people being interested because they listened. <laughs> I literally couldn't believe how efficient that was. And it was like, <laughs> it, granted, you know, they're clearly good players, but it was like, mm-hmm. they went from pretty fucking novice to, <laughs> did you just clear hard mode and several people got skinned who had never even beaten the regular v crazy, man. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So I set up a, I set up a VMA hard mode run in ESOU for the tags. Um, I, I try to do those runs on Thursdays. I just get so busy sometimes that I can't do it as consistently as I'd like to, but in ESOU, I had ran through, uh, I, I tried to get people tags for all the crack hard modes, and so we were on VMAL hard mode now. Um, and this isn't the same team. I I think that, like, there are maybe two total people who have, like, done all of the ESOU runs that I've done, so it's mm-hmm. a different group every week. Sure. But, um, we, had, we had gone in, and I was trying to get kind of an idea of everybody's experience and stuff or whatever. Um, and for the most part, it seemed like that everybody had at least made it to the final boss on regular vet. Um, and granted, the difference between hard mode and regular vet is just that you actually have to do the mechanics, right? <laughs> yes, um, you can't burn past all of them. <laughs> right. So we we went through the first boss that was fine. The second boss we wiped four or five times. I uh, was teaching the tank kind of how to handle the, the shine gates. Um, we had a couple of issues with deaths on conversions and prayer phases and stuff. So we had taken a step back to talk about all of that stuff. And then we had made it to the final boss. Um, I... Like it was, it, come to find out, nine total people in that group had never cleared the hard mode, um, and three of those people had never even cleared regular vet. That's um, which bonkers. was absolutely insane that we ended up getting the clear, and the run was like two and a half hours long in total. And you know, all, all it took was a group who was um, very interested in learning the fight and very open and receptive to the things that I was saying. Um, I ended up healing it. Um, I went back for, uh, we had one runner who knew what he was doing. The other runner, not so much. So uh, we pulled the boss in, in the middle of the fight. I said, okay, you're going to watch me do this and you're just going to follow me. So yep. I ran and almost <laughs> almost got all six of them, which was funny. But um, he got to kind of see an example of what to do when you're done with right and middle, which was cool. Um, and then I went back and watched him do it to make sure that he got it. And he did. And it was great. Um, and then the tank was having an issue with like boss positioning, so I swapped to a tank and like showed him how to do it. That's um, and then swap back to my healer. That's something that and, I feel is really like that's the difference between explaining something and legitimately explaining something with the objective <laughs> of the person learning, because positioning right. on that is ultra crucial. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's yeah. essentially make or break for everybody if the tank can't get the ricot where. They need to be exactly. And the mm-hmm. fact that like, okay, yes, it's tricky. You're, it, I will literally show you what to do and then you can get some pulls practicing. It's like, that's the difference when it's like, okay, you're, it's not faux teaching. You're literally showing them like, 
do this. I'll show you what to do. Learn to do what I do here and it'll work. And it's like, that's really cool. <laughs> and all it took after, it's funny. I, my roommate edits some of my TikTok videos and stuff. And uh, we turned that one into a TikTok. And all it took after that was just kind of like reminding the DPS of the mechanics that yep. were happening, checking on the group and making sure that like, People were taking cores out. People mm-hmm. were taking beams out. And <laughs> he edited this video so that, like, the first 10 seconds of it is just me saying, kite, 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 beams, guys, watch out, beams and group, beams. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's one of <laughs> but, those like, things. That's, that's all it was. Right, and, and it's like you – the big thing is, which, uh, again, like, you don't need to get frustrated about it. It's it's one of those things that – it like, if, if the goal is to actually teach people to get through the thing, is um, <clears throat> it – they'll get there, but, like – you being able because you're you know obviously comfortable enough that you're you've done this however many times so you're like just kind of like second nature which is how these things work you just practice them until they become natural when somebody's learning it's hard to not tunnel vision because you're trying to keep track of so many things in different order so having oh, yeah. that little like okay make sure to get out of group watch for b-pauls make sure to get out of group but you know kite 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 like bombing group like saying these things it's just enough that it's like oh yep okay i wasn't coming to that on my own because i don't have enough repetition to just have this innately there it's a reminder and it snaps you out of because recently i've switched a lot to doing dps and i'm used to doing all this stuff from a tank perspective and some of the things it's kind of funny because a couple people have mentioned they're like it's weird. You like preemptively dodge stuff. I was like, yeah, because if a tank, you, if I'm a tank and I did like, that, yeah. you're all wiped. And I'm used to just screwing up the whole trial if I die. So like, <laughs> it's it's like, I guess it was more there than I was used to just in certain situations. And other times it's funny. I'll be so focused on mechanics. I'll realize like, oh, dude, I, I have botched the shit out of what I call a rotation. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what am I doing? Because I'm so used to like. Yeah, my buffs are up. I was like, oh, wait, I also need to be doing damage while, like, because I'm just used to, like, buff position, buff position. It's like, well, okay, well, it's don't stand in stupid, buff and do damage. And, like, sometimes I'll see myself zoning out from how I'm used to doing it. So it's like, oh, wait, no, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm not tanking. But at the same time, the one benefit is, like, I tend not to stand in stupid too much because I'm like, I'm used to it being my fault that we're resetting because I died. Like, whereas a DPS, I was like, I kind of like this because I feel very inconsequential. Like, if I were to die, I'm like, hey, one of you can just spend a soul gem on me. I'll give it back to you afterwards. Nobody even needs to know. Like, this is great. It's funny, man. That's <laughs> like, it's cool. I think it's really important for any person interested in endgame content to be able to do one support role and be able to dps all support should be able to dps and all dps should be able to either tank or heal yep one or the other um, and it's 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 fun because like again i like very st- <laughs> it's it's funny like it's, some people find that i i have like weird things that sort of don't align with like super end game stuff which i like doing but a lot of people they like lots of engagement and stuff like that and i'm like man i love kind of like brainless set and forget it stuff and people like really i was like why do you think i picked a magplar to learn dps on i was like it's great i was like i love it a lot of people a lot of people like dude that's boring as hell i was like that is my cup of tea i love that and that's why anytime they get nerfed i'm like damn it leave them alone (laughs) it's like i need this (laughs) but like it's um it's interesting because then on the flip side i had tanked for so many years as that was just kind of it the only dps i did i had like a crappy like mediocre build just to do story stuff, just so I could breeze through it. I'm like, oh, dude, tanking story. It's like, this is going to take forever. So I just do minimal DPS stuff. Like, okay, as long as I'm doing above 
35k, there's nothing in a story that's going to stop you. You're going to just shred through everything. So that was like the extent of it. But I decided I can only fill this one role. And a lot of times groups might not. Well, if you've got two tanks, well, then I don't have a spot. So I was like, mm -hmm. well, let me learn something at least easier for me. And it, like, I'll see how much I like it. And I ended up like loving it after I, I was like, oh, now I have two things that I do. This is this is pretty fun. I like it. And it's variety. If I'm in the mood to tank, I can tank now. If I'm in the mood to DPS, I can just do that. Like, so to your point, it's just, but it took me a while. I didn't just pick it up and I was like, oh, cool. I'm doing oh, yeah. 90k DPS. I took the oh, first yeah. parse I did. I was like, wow, I am horrific. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so yeah, but it's just it's the dedication level. I, I got into yeah. it, so I have fun with it. So I practice it now. Like, yeah. And, what I think is cool about that too is uh, it's <clears throat> when you look at from like a sweaty end game perspective, right? Um, and you look at some of these guys who have put up records, um, like the best support always are are almost always the best DPS. Like the best support can out parse their best DDs, um, and because at that level, like you're you're just kind of expected to be able to handle whatever's going on mechanically. Yep. Even if I tell you to. DK tank the final boss on hard mode in that type of a group. I'd right. ask you to do it in medium armor and keep up stone fist, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like you know. the person's gonna be like, oh, I don't even what's going on. Or back in the day when when Alkosh was like the hot tank set, like way back. Yeah, and it was like the amount of people who were like, yeah, I'm wearing Alkosh. I was like, you're not grabbing any synergies. You're essentially not wearing Alkosh. Mm -hmm. Like you. Yeah. What do you mean? It's like, oh god. But again, to your point, the game doesn't really show you what you're. Well, no, I mean, you're literally, you can wear anything if you want. If you're not going to be focusing on getting synergy uptime, like, Alkosh has no value. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, doing support is much more like DPSing than anybody gives it credit for because, like, your uptimes are really important. Yep. Like, the 21 mil versus the 3 mil, right? Like, if you, your, your goal should be perfect uptimes when you're at that level. And, like, when, you know, when you're progressing hard modes, just, just do what you need to do to live. As a tank, you know, but right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Eventually, exactly. the goal start by staying alive. To to, <laughs> right. The goal after that, I think, though, is to try to get a little bit better and, mm -hmm. and try to you know maintain stonefist, maintain certain uptimes and empower and PA and all this other stuff. Yeah. And when you can get good at that, then like that's the next level of tanking, and that right. like in my head requires you be good at DPSing because it is a rotation and timer yep. tracking to some extent. Right. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. All right. So. Anything else specifically about uh, upcoming stuff that you wanted to mention before we take a brief break? We'll jump into the last part of the show, Tales stuff. You can kind of, I've got a few questions for you so people can just kind of know your background. This is the first time you've been on the show. But anything else you specifically felt was worth noting about the upcoming uh, uh, situation at hand with new DLC slash update stuff? I think it's important to keep in mind that at least as of as of right now, it's not as bad as it was. And I think that it's not like it's really easy to, to talk about all the things that are wrong with it. But it's it's not in as bad of shape as, as it was week one or even as people mm -hmm. think it is. Um, quite honestly, I think I think the biggest concern that I have right now is just that they scale content correctly. And as long as they do that, Lost Depths is completely fine as an update. But in the future, what I think we all want to see is much less of these major sweeping changes, as you put it. Um, yeah. And to 
give us give us a little bit of a break and a clear vision too. Because I think that even if they give us a clear vision of exactly what they want with the game, I think like as an end game player, I know that. Being able to raid and hell, even my content depends on people getting into endgame. So like I can I, I am all game for people getting into endgame, but they gotta do it the right way. Or uh, they, they gotta do it in a way that's actually effective. Yeah. And so we need a much clearer understanding of what their goals are so that we can help them get there. Um, and also we need to see these things happen less often and, and more in, in one big sweep rather than Big sweep, big sweep, big sweep, big right. sweep type of thing. Right. No, I I agree. It's like knowing kind of not quite so much of a nebulous like, well, we want to make it more accessible, but kind of like actually know where that finish line is yeah. might also make some of the stuff make more sense in context. Because sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. well, okay, that actually maybe would have worked, but you don't know that because you didn't see steps three four and five yet you only stopped saw step one type of thing and it's like that can make it really hard especially with testing it's like well if you don't have the whole equation it's really hard to get to the correct answer sometimes so like having concrete directions when they want help getting there that would help quite a bit um i i i think um the only other news thing other than all of that, which is kind of worth mentioning, uh, White Straits Mayhem, obviously, for anybody who doesn't know, is still going on. We had kind of our discussion on that last episode. I have not been in it as much this time just because I've been like at the beach more than anything else. So <laughs> I just haven't really been able to play too, too much. Um, but yeah, White Straits Mayhem still going on. Collect your tickets. All sorts of good stuff with that. Uh, happening um and we kind of have i I didn't mention it to start with um but as a quick behind the scenes update i had mentioned arc being mia this episode because he happens to still be at work however uh i'll basically read out arc's tales which is sort of this um arc got his visa approved which he's super happy about and arc is actually heading to gamescom uh, and Cologne, Germany. So he gets to go to the ESO Tavern. So this time it is wow. my turn to be super jealous and not go to the event. And Ark does. So uh, yeah, I'm not not even remotely jealous, Ark. And uh, I expect you to get me cool stuff and send it to me from Germany because I've never been there. <laughs> um. All right, we will go to break. But before we do that, uh, just a quick shout out to our Patreons um, and Twitch subscribers, which are newest ones from last episode are Eric Upchurch, Fleshpool and Gerwolf. So thank you as well to everybody who is either a Twitch subscriber to the Twitch subscriber to the channel or the UES pa- Patreon. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Helps us get to keep the show running and all this good stuff. We're going to take a quick break so that I can clear my throat and we will be right back with Tails and uh, the rest of the stuff. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're back from the break, and we're just going to continue where we left off. Kind of got the news and all that stuff behind us. Um, so, a puppies question for you. We're just going to be kind of like a brief, I don't know, just background of like how you got involved with all this. So we'll start way back. Do you have any other experience with the Elder Scrolls, or is this kind of your intro to the series? This was my intro to the series. I actually, I hadn't even really played Skyrim much. Wow. So this is, uh, I know. You're, wow, that's much. like a unicorn. You're like, <laughs> like no, <laughs> nobody is in that camp. Um, so from that point then, are you big into MMOs? Is that what got you in to this? Was it an MMO perspective or did you just grab this game because you're like, oh, this sounds kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I had never been interested in MMOs. I'd always been interested in first-person shooters, actually. Um, and my my buddy um, in high school loved Skyrim, uh, and so he was really excited about this game when it came out. Him uh, and his friend both got the game, and so I was like, "All right, whatever. Like, I'll get I'll get it, and I'll give it a shot." Mm -hmm. um, and that was back around launch, and uh, I'd played it for a bit, um, enjoyed it, did all my. Cadwell's stuff or whatever. It, yep. it was cool. To, it was fun to do together with people. Oh, yeah, um, it, it is. And then I kind of, they stopped playing, so I stopped playing for a little bit. Um, but I came back to the game and got really, really into raiding um, a little bit after Somerset came out. Oh, okay. All right. So that's very interesting. Because um, that that's that's an interesting direction where it's like, it wasn't the MMO thing or the IP that drew you in. That's actually like really <laughs> unique. Whereas it's usually one of the two that draws people in for something like that. Um, but so I guess my next question, I mean, it, one, one thing we'll just do real quick. Um, since it's, you know, trial stuff is really your bag. Um, but you had mentioned you've done Cadwells and stuff like that. Do you do PvP? Do you do all aspects? Or is it really just like now it's kind of like the end game thing is your fun bit? Like, do you do you like diversify around? Because there's so much stuff in this game. You can make an entire game out of literally just like I only do dungeons. <laughs> and it's like that's literally oh, yeah. more content than a lot of games. Oh, yeah. Um, I I primarily do just uh, exclusively end game trials. So yep. I have four different teams three of them that i lead i raid about um 25 30 hours a week <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that yeah, is a part-time to right almost full-time job <laughs> yeah um but I, I would like as uh ideally my goal at some point is for that 25 to 30 hours a week of raiding that i do to uh, th through my content and content creating in general i'd like for that to be stable income and if that happens at some point i will gladly start branching out into mm -hmm. pvp and maybe either some other areas of the game that i haven't touched in a while sure um all right what what is it like uh because uh, again it will kind of go into this in your outro but uh, you know i made reference to your stream and stuff like that how did you get into the whole like creating stuff for not even i mean, I mean eso because that's that's kind of like the focus but like in general, what drew you into that whole side of stuff? Because it's not necessarily a transition that everybody just kind of falls into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I had always been interested in like video. Excuse me. 
See, that's how you actually do it. You hit the mute button and yours worked. For anybody who was here on the live stream, I failed real hard at that. Um, I, uh, I'd always been interested in like video editing in general and stuff. And so like, even when I was, when I was growing up, um, I thought it was fun to like try to make movies and stuff like that. Uh, and so it was kind of like, it was it was around 2020 when I first started, and that was kind of when like all the streamers were getting really big and stuff in general, like uh, Ninja and uh, Lupo, and all of them were starting to blow up. And I had cleared at the time VCR three, which uh, was one of the hardest hard modes that was out there when I first started playing. Um, and we were working on progressing the trifecta, and I was like, "Hey, I'm like kind of getting to the point." I mean, like, trifecta pushing on console in 2020 was a big deal. Um, and so I was like, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm getting really good at this game. I wonder if I could start, like, streaming it um, and stuff. And I had run a bunch of teams, like, teaching runs and stuff in general just mm-hmm. because I enjoyed, you know, growing in game and stuff like that. And it was kind of a hop, skip, and a jump. I made a little guide or a really shitty guide on vma <laughs> um for for some guild members in a social guild that i was in because a lot of people were having a hard time clearing it and they wanted to join the core teams that i was starting with and i was like yeah totally but like it, you can join the team now but i need you to work on getting gear type of thing and at the time there was a big difference between could you only get i think at the time you could only get the vma inferno on vet so like people were having a really hard yes. time clearing it. Yeah, before they added perfected, um, there was only one way to get it. You got perf- you got yeah. the the original version, which was essentially what became the perfected version, and then they gave yeah. you the non-perfected <laughs> version as the other version for doing it on anything. Right. Um, and so I had made that video, and everyone thought that it was really helpful, and so I just kind of like started streaming and started trying to get into that. Nice, nice. Um, so you had mentioned, you know, kind of maybe hoping to turn this into something more type of deal. Um, what do you call it? Just before we get too separated from it, uh, where can people find you? We can do this again at the, uh, you know, outro of it. But since this is something you've been working on, I figure just like when people want to find you, wherever they want to find you, just like where would they go about finding you? I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitch Sunday through Thursday usually. I'm also on uh, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Probably Twitch and YouTube are the ones that I work the most on. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, I put out a lot of build guides in general. I've been working with uh, Charles and kind of using his parses, and my videos tend to be around 45 minutes, kind of like explaining mm-hmm. uh, the intricacies of the class and rotation and damage and how he does what he does so that I don't have to do it myself and i can just make the video because that takes a while um yeah editing is not fun I, uh, uh. yeah I, I do i do a lot of those guys on youtube and then uh, you can you can find all of my progression groups on twitch and there's a lot to you know you, you learn the most from teams that are progressing rather than watching the youtube video the trifecta runs that i yeah. I, I feel anyway no i i would actually completely agree with that I, the, the problem can be with those is even though they are very impressive to watch um a lot of times it makes it look very simple because they've already like the the one thing I always say is whenever anybody has asked for my POV from anything I've done for whatever a placement on a team or something like that, it's always like funny because it's just like, yeah, that's the one I posted, but that's not the one I ever really look at because I don't care about yeah. how I did it right. I'm much more concerned about the 450 times I fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like those are the ones where, oh, I botched this. Oh, I screwed up this. Uh, it's like. 
one of the, I, I, again I, every now and then I do post them actually one of one of them on my YouTube is pretty funny because it has like a lot of views because I don't know people like watching me not succeed at stuff probably more than I do succeed at stuff that's why I play like the old Elder Scrolls games because they're a mess um, but one of the ones it was super frustrating at the time but we were uh, we when we were doing our Immortal Redeemer prog and uh, I was off tanking it and um, I, I might have told this on the show before but like you know it's it's uh, the videos on my youtube of uh, basically it was one of the biggest face plants i've ever done and i was just like wow like because i just felt like garbage after it was um we were at 36 of 36 we were at like uh, i don't know about 30 percent health type of thing and uh main boss turns to exit where i'm currently kiting um both of the minis jumped to me at the exact same time so i had cone i <laughs> i had to do an interrupt and the boss was facing the entrance where it should not ever face and i was like oh crap and i was <laughs> three ultimate away from a magma shell where i could have just stood still so i was like i don't know which direction to try to go and i just got completely obliterated from every angle i was just like completely crushed and i was like and we promptly cleared it directly after that. So we had a 35 of 36 yeah. and we did it in like seven minutes. I was like, cool, that's a great IR that I really, really screwed up. And people were like, well, no, you know, you can't control the boss going haywire. Like he's not, you shouldn't have had him on you at the same time. Like the other two, it's not going to kill you. But like him fracturing the crap out of me at front door was really that added thing. Right. But um, what do you call it? It, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like that, that, that taught me a lot more because I asked people like what would you have done in this situation some people like it probably wouldn't have saved you but I might have dodge rolled like the only person on the far side was the kite healer it might not have saved you but you could have tried dodge rolling through the interrupt and it would have stayed in a straight line you wouldn't have pulled it across people and it might have gotten you out of breath and I'm like that's a good idea Granted, in a half a second that I saw that, I didn't come up with that. But it was like, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. was what taught me that, not, totally. oh, yeah, this is the one where we got it. Like, okay, yeah, great. I know what we did right. Like, <laughs> It's good. It's good to be able to, like, look back and laugh at those things, too, man. I remember probably two of the biggest, uh, I guess, of the best clips that I have of myself. One of them is a uh, controller disconnect at full vit Navi at 90% on a, on a God Slayer oh, run. No. And my controller disconnects and I go, oh shit, my controller disconnected. And then I see him stomp his wing for the head swipe. And I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> There's one of those. So I learned to always, uh, always make sure that my controller is charged and plugged in for every run that I ever do. That's hilarious. Um, the other clip is of a... Uh, <laughs> I was talking about it's funny because the clip makes it look like it was IR, but it was just a personal no death that uh, that was intact for me at the moment. The boss was at eight um, percent, and I go. It was when I first started streaming. I had like five viewers. I was like, "Chad, I think I'm gonna no death this one. I think I got the no death here." And not more than a second later, I did. I just missed a block on a cone and <laughs> died. <laughs> Yep. Hey, if you can't laugh at yourself. <laughs> so funny, man. That's hilarious. Um, so I guess, you know, since we kind of started going into it, what have you been – I mean, you you raid a bunch. What have you been – I mean, you've never been on the show prior to this, but 
as of late, I mean, we we actually had that story about, you know, the VMall run. But what have you been up to in game as of late? Anything particularly interesting, something you've been really enjoying, something that's been driving you insane recently? Like what have what have you just kind of been up to? Um, I think the most interesting things that I'm doing right now in the raid world is uh, progressing the trifecta for the new trial on PC and progressing Planesbreaker on console. Nice. Um, those are two of the really fun things. I, I really, really, really enjoy Dreadsail. Um, it's, it's a great trial. The teams, it's a great trial. The That team in general is a little bit of a frustrating situation at the moment just because of the roster prog and oh. rating prog in yeah. general. It's amazing how um, much not like, having consistency changes a oh, flow yeah. of something. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's to no one's fault, and that's starting to level out, which is great. Um, so we're actually starting to get in some really good progression. But uh, the trial itself is just it's, – it's really well designed, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, you know, we've had Finn on the show before where we were kind of like reminiscing about like our favorite parts of it. And that was years ago at this point. But it's like I some of the stuff they do, because I think the art team, which we comment on all the time, is so good. Like, I love the style of the game. Like, so many mm-hmm. things are just so awesome looking. And when it matches with really fun things to do, which I feel Dread Sale really is, granted, it also has been shown a light on the fact that a lot of people seem to be getting by only by do- doing damage and not doing anything but damage. <laughs> Look at your bars for deluge, people. Look yeah. at your bars, please. Yeah, and it's a please, for the love of God, somebody. It's like, it's something as simple. It's like, runes get out of group. Runes get out of group. Runes get... Okay, runes just killed everybody in group. Oh, okay, they just killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, great. Cool, everybody's dead. Uh, like, stuff stuff like that. It's like, it is really funny because, like, some people who are really, really good damage dealers, and it's just like, it's that tunnel vision where it's like, for a lot of things, you can kind of just do that, especially when you're used to it. Um, whereas this is both new and much more mechanics heavy, which I personally really enjoyed because some yeah. groups that have struggled with damage checks that I've been in for other stuff do not struggle with damage checks in dread sale because it's like you're okay like they're, they're not bad by any means but it's like okay you're pretty floating around there the holdups are they're doing the tunnel visiony type of damage they're used to doing on other things where it's hard to make the check but it's like that's not your problem like the only thing you really want to nuke down are those atronachs like the rest of this, it's like you really got to pay more attention to d- don't cross those globes, watch when you have rune, make sure you're at, like stuff like that. So it's like I, it's a, it's an interesting change I felt in dynamic, which we haven't seen in a while. Like, you know, essentially the new twins for the for the start of yeah. Red Sail, where it's like oh, yeah. that's still, you know, twins is still notorious because people don't know left from right or they want to come up with some creative way to do it there was actually a group i obviously won't be naming and shaming or anything like that and it wasn't in my run it was just somebody from one of the groups i run with uh they were told from another group that they just were in a pickup run um there is no left or right in a circle was what they were told from somebody running twins (laughs) and they're like that you do know that left and right still exists (laughs) just because it's a like do you mean there's no corners? Like, what do you try? Like, there's still a left and a right. <laughs> like, And I was like, that is 
that is quite a statement. Um, I've, I, I, I'm not sure I've ever heard anything quite so wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> that's they still, you know, they still can screw with people. So, yeah, for sure. Um, progressing that on uh, PTS, our tank's favorite line was, "Man, don't you love trials where DPS have to do mechanics?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, that's oh, man. Yeah. It makes me want to run Dreadsail, actually. <laughs> really like that <laughs> trial. Um, but so yeah, that's that's good. Anything else you've been up to? Just kind of progging the new stuff and going for. Just uh, before we move on, do you have Planesbreaker on console as well, or is this your push? No. For it on uh, console? Yeah, this is the this is the push for it on console, and gotcha. that team honestly should have it by now, but. Uh... <laughs> That team's been a we, – we got Godslayer in uh, first probably quarter of the year. Um, okay. And that was kind of – everyone was kind of at that point like making a decision like do I want to continue playing the game or am I kind of like good and content here because it was just Godslayer and then Planesbreaker at the time when we got it. Yep. The new trial wasn't out yet. Sure. Um, and so we had lost probably about half the team who just kind of decided that they were done with the game after, you know, raiding for three years, which is understandable. Um, and – then we we've just like i think we've been progressing that since like february and up until last week uh last week was the first time that we had run with a full roster um and it's just been wow that's horrible a, yeah i was gonna say that's it. a lot of shifting for something really difficult yeah. especially with patch changes and stuff like we had to it took us a little bit to get back to killing zalvaco because damage had gone down with our setup a little bit yep um, and DKs are still really good in Rock Grow, but since they did take a little bit of a hit yep. um, on, on Zelvaka, the pure single target damage loss was really noticeable. So we're, we're kind of back into the groove of where we are. We just need to clean up Bosse a little bit, and we'll probably be on death resets, hopefully. Nice. Very nice. Well, good luck with that. I was going to say that one is... <laughs> My next goal is definitely God Slayer at some point. Once things kind of even out, I would love mm. to go back in there for that. Um but yeah, I was going to say, I actually haven't done much. I like Rock Grove a lot. I think it's a fun trial or whatever. Um, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, I've never run consistently in there. Like, it's always just been like pickup groups or whatever, which is fine for literally vet and nothing beyond that. Like, the first Ox hard mode when I was in there, like once with just a group where it was like, I was just a fill or whatever. I'm like, there is a lot happening and there are a lot of corpses. Like everybody's dead, oh, yeah. dead all the time in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> That's a fun one. That's yeah. a fun one to know, Dad. Yeah. I say just. Yeah. That sucks. Fatsay <laughs> <laughs> <I> just sucks. <laughs> that fight's awful because it's just, I mean, like I said, I, I think, I think Rock Grove is cool. Oaks is one of my favorite fights in the game. Um, but Bosse is just the, the curse mechanic is just so poorly designed and that ruins the, it completely ruins the entire fight with how complicated it is in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like in order to clear, in order to clear Bosse, you basically have to have no deaths and doing that consistently is very difficult to do. So a lot of the Planesbreaker prog is just Bosse and it's mentally exhausting to be stuck on the second boss of a trial for hours at a time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's just it. it. It's tough when, you know, it's, this might sound bizarre if this isn't anything that you have interest in, but it's like, you will get to a point where you will just like progress so well, everything just clicks, but that final mm. piece just doesn't click sometimes. And you're like, 
to your point, resetting on death, like, you know, there'll be points where it's like, okay, we're 34 of 36, and then we beat the trial. Okay, we're 35. We're 34. We're 35. We're 34. (laughs) We're 35. I'm like, can this just happen? Like, we're so close. And it's like, when it's not the same person, like... I mean, honestly, I'd never want it to be the same person because you're going to probably feel like shit if that's yeah. the case, if it's just always that one person. But it's like, when it's like, you have just this undirected frustration because it's like, oh, this time this person died or this time I died or this person died here. And it's just like, oh, God, if we could just like all not screw it up at the same time, we would have been done weeks ago. Like, so. That's why I hate raid leading, man. Because yeah. you have to, you, you're addressing the group as a whole. One person dies and it's like, ah, you're all stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so I had mentioned that I haven't really been, uh, I haven't had like tons and tons of time. I've only played mid-year mayhem or white streaks mayhem a little bit, which is super off brand for me as it's my favorite event. I love just running a mock in Cyrodiil. Um, and you know, to a lesser degree, uh, battlegrounds just because I like achievements, but I actually don't like battlegrounds. Uh, but I just love the chaos of Cyrodiil and I've jumped in and out a little bit. I actually don't think I've done a single thing for tickets i've just gone in to mess people up or get messed up uh just because it's fun but um the only thing i've actually like done of note other than we've been doing some dramother destroyer stuff in our open trial team that we do for achievements um you know a continued shout out to everybody in there it's mostly the same roster each week uh but again some people can't make it some people just aren't in the mood for certain achievements and stuff like that because we've just been going through the gamut and now it's kind of been other player choice because um since the last show my long-standing goal uh that i've been working on for a very long time and until technically just before high aisle because it was mathematically possible if you had every single thing in the entire game at 100% i believe it was you could have 50,000 points basically there they finally went over 50,000 achievement points in high aisle and i got uh i hit 50,000 directly on the nose wow. because i'm a little bit obsessive about things so i was like i need to hit exactly 50k <laughs> like it's gonna freak me out if i don't um so i saved sky shards in the area for the final thing just because i could do the math <laughs> and uh that's awesome yeah a lot of people were like oh what was your what was the one you did and i was like sky shards so like sky shards i was like i specifically left two sky shards so that i could pop a 10 point achievement <laughs> no. and i did the math so that i was like all right if i get this i can get this and i can get this so i started doing numbers around 300 points out so I respect- I, yeah so so i got to fifty thousand points uh i would love to finish out getting unchained as it's uh, like we're right there um mm-hmm. even you know getting back into the flow of things after several weeks off we had uh, really close polls this last week, and honestly, one of them was just me running to the wrong spawn to start, like, because we hadn't been... So, like, I went and started chaining, and I'm like, shit, I'm in the wrong position, so I'm chaining something that can't be chained, and I'm like, oh, God, we're out of position. And then it was Arena 4, so the Hajmoda came up at the wrong position, because oh. I was on the wrong wave, and I was like, oh, we're all we're all gonna die <laughs> and we all died uh so yeah that that definitely happened but um yeah we, Thank you, man. I, we the, that's one of the ones we've been so close so many times and it's always mm. something stupid that we end up oh, yeah. having happen and it's usually not i mean 
honestly, the two holdup arenas that everybody has, it's it's two and four. And honestly, more so than four, where things can get weird. Um, Dude, those Natchez, I... It's not DPSing for like the longest time and just doing tank. I kind of always wondered, I was like, what is everybody's problem? Because just before we started our Unchained like a couple months ago, going around, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I've always heard people complain like, dude, the Natchez are unbearable. Like they're, oh, my God, the Natchez in there. And I'm always like, I don't know what the deal is. So like we've had a couple runs where we've gone through with people to show them how to do uh, not Unchained, but show them how to get, oh, you don't have your skin? We'll totally run with you. Cool. Like, good refresher just so you keep all the spawns in memory and everything like that. And I was like, well, I want, I'm going to volunteer to do DPS. Like, somebody else can tank. We can mix it up. And there was one where I was like, I've never thought I would complain about the size of the cone on jabs. But I'm jabbing in one direction. I was like, how am I hitting this stupid Natch? And it is beating the shit out of me. And it's, it's like, just wrecking, yeah. it does so much damage so quick. So I was much like, damage. these are horrible. <laughs> like, no wonder everybody hates these Natches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so that's really all I've been up to since last show. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've been working toward that for so long. I kind of sort of lost direction on <laughs> what, like where to go because again since the other progs are on kind of hiatus i'm like i don't know i beat the story so i've actually been playing the tales of tribute like a bunch which is again more fun than i expected i still okay. don't really like i'm not a card person really but it's pretty fun i'm very curious to see if they fix the ai because standing by the fact that i'm not that great of a card player the ai is horrible <laughs> they are so dumb um <laughs> like so <laughs> i'm curious because they're getting I- a buff apparently next next patch interesting so i'm curious uh, yeah they're bad i saw the ai not take in armory card once and i that's lost all hope <laughs> yeah that that's exactly it like i said when they can afford armor it's like i'm gonna uh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna just do a rid of coin it's like what is happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on so like, now nah, who needs that one yeah it doesn't matter um i the only other thing i don't know if i had mentioned it since last show i will bring it up again because um i guess they're they're also speaking of armory and stuff they're adjusting some of the cards next patch i guess i haven't really followed that but i know armory and rally are getting fixed i don't know if other stuff is too i think so but the final deck you get orgnum or whatever the sorcerer king uh that is awful (laughs) i hate that deck it is once somebody uses it's not the deck that's the problem it's the like patron off to the side oh yeah the second someone uses it's like okay cool the game's over we just flip this until somebody wins because if you ever leave it alone it's (laughs) like well i can't match that like you're just immediately gonna beat me so it's just who can get the biggest one power card to start and then just rush orgnum until the game ends i'm like dude this needs a lot of work for that one the rest of them i don't know i've never found anybody that i didn't feel they weren't just better than me when they beat me the Orgnum deck, I'm like, you beat me because you got a better first card and then played Orgnum the entire time. Oh, yeah. If I beat you, it's because the exact same scenario in reverse. Like, there's not right. a lot more to it. But otherwise, yeah, big fan of Tales of Tribute, which is weird because prior to it launching, I was like, eh, we'll see. And it turns out, spoiler alert, I actually like it. It's a, it's a fun thing when you just don't feel like doing anything requiring too much dexterity. <laughs> It's a good time filler too between raids and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the thing. I do wish you, I do wish you could see messages though. 
People think I ignore them a lot in game because they will send me a message and it doesn't ping me. And I got pinged for a trial and they ended up texting me on Discord and they're like, bro, stop just ghosting me and answer. I'm like, what? They're like, we need a DPS. Can you DPS or not? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And I like come out of the Tales game and I have like seven messages all from it. I was like, whoops. <laughs> it's like, so I can't see it. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So I wish there was just a way that you could at least see those. It's a little weird. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, that's pretty much it for this show. Um, why don't you just shout out where can people find you again? Um, you know, they're looking for your stuff, whether it's just to catch your stuff, help you out, any of that stuff. Just once more, we'll put it in the show notes when we post the show everywhere. But um, what do you call it? Just people are looking for you. Where can everybody find you, A Puppies? I appreciate it. Uh, it's A Puppies on uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all those wonderful platforms. See, nice cross branding. It's great when you can just say one thing and it goes across all of the things that you have, like Very a bunch much. of different Very ones. Very much so. Um, as for me, I'm just Lotus of Doom everywhere as well, because, you know, years ago, Twitch finally gave me my name uh, after years of fighting with them. Uh, but yeah, I get cross branding, too, now. So, yeah, if yeah. you ever need me for anything, I'm just Lotus of Doom everywhere that I actually have like an account. Um, as for the show itself, you can follow everything we do over at TalesOfTamrielPodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media and content. Be sure to check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash UESP if you want to help support the show and earn awesome Elder Scrolls rewards. You can also consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or on Spotify so that people uh, know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes they matter. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the live show and of this episode of Tales of Tim Riel. I almost said Tales of Tribute. That's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Bye. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout, Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond,
Protect us till the end